In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. This is Live La Bella Vita with your host, Don Catherine. If you're looking to know all the latest beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. Do you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense? This is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita on Toginet with Dawn Catherine. If you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes from the vine to the bottle, If you love Italian food and want to learn Nana's recipes, you enjoy travel and want to know the best luxury destinations and resorts, love spending time with La Familia, does your business or passion allow you to live La Bella Vita? Let's find out. All that and a little more with an Italian flair. This is Live La Bella Vita on Togina.com. And now, here's your host, Don Catherine. the La Bella Vita show. I'm Dawn Catherine, your host, and I hope that you poured yourself a glass of wine and are ready for another great show tonight because we are going to Sicily, and uh, it's a great destination in Italy, and it's part of my series. I've gone all through the entire boot of Italy. I only have one more section that I need to do for you guys, but I decided that I'm going to skip that section and go straight down to Sicily tonight and give you some heads up on some of the best places to go and explore Sicily. So that is what we're going to be doing. So I hope that you relax and get your glass of wine and are going to take some notes about where you should go. It's going to be a fun show. So for those of you who are listening to live, thank you so much for joining me. For those of you listening on the podcast, thank you. If you don't know that you can listen to the show on a podcast, you can go straight to the show webpage and download it straight from toginet.com. And you also can go straight to iTunes and put in a search and put in La Bella Vida or my name, Dawn Catherine. Scroll down to podcast and go ahead and subscribe, and you can get all the podcasts of all of my past shows. And as my intro tells, I cover everything, food, wine, travel, beauty, you name it. We talk about everything. So lots of information on past shows that you might want to catch up on. So go and download it and give me a nice little rating about how much you love the Bella Vita show. So that would be great. So what is going on in the world? I just want to let you know I'm in Orlando right now, and we are expecting, like, horrific storms to come in at any time now. They're probably about 15 miles away from where I'm, where I live, so it could get a little bit dicey during the show because it's going to get really bad, and I pray to God that it does not put the power out because if it does, I'm in a lot of trouble because I have, like, no matches in sight and not a candle in sight either, so... Um, <laughs> So we'll see what happens, but hopefully it will be good and it will just go by. My dog, at that point, she's scared to death of thundering lightning storms. She will be under the bed in, oh, I don't know, about five minutes. Once she hears the thunder, she is like bionic woman. She can hear things like miles away. I don't even hear thunder, and she starts to shake. So I know that it's about to storm, and she's starting to do that now, so it's going to be getting close. So... Talking about bad weather, what's going on in the world, did you all know that there was Believe it or not, a tornado in Venice yesterday, my beloved city that you all know is my one of my favorite, favorite cities in Italy, 
had a tornado. It was crazy. And it, there is, if you go online, you can see some of the footage, and uh, they showed it on the national news as well. But just so random that they actually had a tornado in Venice, and there were some places that were damaged, but thank God, nothing major was damaged, and uh, it was a very eerie-looking Venice. You know, you see that big old tornado, and you see those beautiful buildings, and you say, thank God it didn't hit, you know, the basilicas and some of those beautiful places and some of those churches that hold priceless work of art that could never be replaced. So thank God it wasn't as bad as it could have been. I know some places were damaged on the outskirts of Venice, but uh, Venice itself, the main areas, pretty much stayed intact, so that was great. So my mom told me today, she's like, Dawn, you have to look up this information. I saw something on the news yesterday about a dress that was made of wine. I'm like, Mom, what are you talking about? That's just crazy. That can't possibly be. And sure enough, she is right. And I looked up uh, about this um, dress that's made from wine. And uh, I have this little article here that I'm going to kind of just read from real quickly. But this is just the craziest thing ever. And it's kind of funny because, as you all know, I have a skincare line that's made with the byproducts of the winemaking process. And little did I know that not only can it make great skincare products, but it also can make clothes as well. So listen up to this. Researchers at the University of Western Australia have discovered a way to make the beverage into clothing. The process is a lot easier than you'd think. The fabric actually creates itself without any weaving. Talk about futuristic fashion. Can you imagine that? Like they don't have to stitch it or anything. So this scientist, Gary Cass, was inspired to create a cellulose garment when he noticed a skin-like rubbery layering covering a vat of wine that was contaminated with some kind of bacteria. It's non-hazardous or pathogenic. But um, So he worked together with this artist, Donna Franklin, and used the bacteria to transform alcohol into a cellulose fabric by pouring and wrapping it in against a mold or human body. The resulting material clings to the body and is entirely seamless, so they don't have to, like... You know, so anything. The duo then successfully created fermented fashion made of red wine, white wine, and beers like Guinness, which all retain their natural odor and color. So you can have like a, a dress that smells like Guinness or a dress that smells like Merlot, which I think is pretty nice, but that's just me. Um, apparently, the fabric feels like sludge when it's wet and forming, but once it's dry, the fitted material acts like a second skin. Since the clothing is made with living microbes, the creators named the fabric microbe. And so they admit there's some drawbacks to their design. The fabric lacks flexibility, which is clearly a big problem when you're wearing something. Um, how would you take it off? How would you wear it? Um, you might not want to smell like wine. Again, me, I would like to smell like Marlowe all day, but that's, like, again, that's just me. Um, and I think a lot of my wino-holics out there would love it, too, but... Um, but basically, it kind of has a fleshy-like appearance, kind of, if you can think about Lady Gaga when she wore that meat dress, which that kind of was not my thing. But I, I, I'm going to put this photo up on the webpage so that you, on the show page so that you can see it, because it's really kind of cool. Um, but there's many advantages to using this textile. The garments require no sewing, like I said, so less labor, low production costs. It's eco-friendly, it's organic, it's biodegradable. So while we don't see it taking over the fashion industry anytime soon, 
Uh, they definitely are into some things. So, and I guess apparently last year some students in some German uh, German uh, college made some uh, clothes that were made from milk in the same kind of fashion. Now, milk, no way that I would wear anything that was made of milk. But wine, that's a whole other story. So it's, I think it's just kind of a really cool thing. And if you saw it, it's, it, and it just, and it takes, it has a red color. It does look like a second skin. And it's kind of just kind of really cool. I think it's really awesome. So I'm going to post that to the, to my page so that you can see what I'm talking about. Cause until you see it, it's just kind of funny. But so yeah, so wine dress and uh, fashion with wine. So who knows, maybe this is something that I will come out with in the future if they, like, work on this technology and they make it better. Maybe Bella Zeno can come out with its own line of clothing that wine made. I think that would be fabulous. So, okay, so we have that. So we had the tornado in Venice, which is crazy. We have this wine and dress. But, you know, the biggest news of the day today, you know what premiered tonight at 9 o'clock on TNT, and that's 9 o'clock Eastern time. Still yet to air there out in the West Coast. Actually, yes, 12 o'clock on Pacific time right now for those of you out in the L.A. area. Uh, Dallas, hello, people. Dallas, one of my favorite shows of all time is coming back. I love me some J.R. Ewing. I'm so excited. You have no idea how excited I am that Dallas is back, and I cannot wait to watch it. But I have to say something. I hope that this show is an absolute hit because... I love Dallas, and I, they, they say it's a great script. They say it's going to be a really good show. All of the ratings have been really favorable, and they keep on saying it's going to be a fantastic show. And I just pray to God that it brings back one of the most all-time favorite shows of mine of all time because not only were the people fabulous, the fashion was fabulous, the cars were fabulous, the house was even more fabulous, None other than Dynasty. So I want to see me some Joan Collins and Linda Evans all back on Dynasty. That's all I can say. So I'm hoping that this will give inspiration to bring a comeback of Dynasty, the most luxurious show that ever was. I'm so excited. But I can't wait to watch Dallas. Um, I'm going to have to watch it tomorrow, but I'm super excited about it. It's fantastic. Cannot wait to watch that. So I hope you're all excited as I am. So we are going to go on this fabulous tour of Sicily tonight, and we are going to go to several different cities. And I'm just going to give you a little sneak preview because we're going to be going to break here soon. But uh, we're going to be making our way to Palermo, and then we're going to be going down to Syracuse and uh, in a couple other places. And we are going to talk about some of the sites to see, some of the great cathedrals to see. We're even going to talk about catacombs. Now, if you've never been or heard about the catacombs, they are really just crypts that have a lot of dead people in them. And uh, some of them actually, you see the skulls, some not so much. Some of them are kind of creepy, I'm not going to lie. They are all over Italy. There's actually catacombs right underneath the Vatican and Vatican City. Uh, there are a lot of catacombs all throughout Italy. Perlamo actually has two big ones that uh, we're going to talk about. And uh, so after that, we are going to talk, like I said, Palermo first, and then we're going to go to Ragusa, which is a beautiful um, town and basically has some of the most beautiful Baroque architecture in the world. So we're going to talk about that as well. 
And if anybody's out there and they have any questions about Sicily or have any tips, if you've been to Sicily and you have a favorite place and you want to tell me about it, you can always give me a call here at the station at one eight seven seven eight six four. 4869, and uh, you can give me some of your tips because I know I have some of the most educated listeners out there, and I know they're well-traveled, so I know that they are definitely going to give some good feedback if they call in. So I can't wait to tell you all about that. This is Don Catherine. This is the Bella Vita Show. When we come back, it's all about Sicily, the little soccer ball underneath the boot. See you on the other side. is Live La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. Connect with Juliana and connect with what lies beneath. Friday afternoons at 4 or 3 Central on toginet.com. Juliana is certified as a life coach who wants people to connect. Connect with what lies beneath, those truths and answers. And through her counseling practice, she has helped others find their personal power and fulfill their dreams. And she wants to do the same for you here on Connect with Juliana. Through intimate discussions, intriguing subject matters, and the expertise of her guests. For more on Juliana and her show, check out her website, connectwithjuliana.com. Juliana will cover it all. Nothing is off limits. She wants to know what matters to you. Make the connection. Tune in to Toginet to connect with Juliana to find out the facts that could be hidden beneath the surface. Connect with Juliana on Toginet to make a quality connection in your life. Friday afternoons at 4, 3 Central on toginet.com. Ministry is filled with both highs and lows, victories and struggles. It can be the best job of the world, but it can also be the hardest. Where do you find the balance between serving God and the joy of truly knowing Him? Wellspring, Tending the Heart of Ministry with Joanna Weaver. Thursday afternoons at 5 p.m. Central. Join us each week as pastor's wife, best-selling author, and host Joanna Weaver interviews women who serve God from the heart, both those who are well-known and those who minister in less visible ways. You'll discover tools for the ministry, but more importantly, you'll learn how to give God access to the deep places in your heart. For ministry is more than what we just do in public. It is who we are in private. Wellspring is here to inspire you to look into your heart of hearts and invest in the place ministry truly begins. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So join us for an hour that just might change your life. It's Wellspring, tending the heart of ministry with host Joanna Weaver. Thursday afternoons at 5 p.m. Central on toginet.com. And from thence, I had great desire to see Italy and came to Venice and from thence to Florence where I played before the Duke and got great favors. If it's good enough for Sting, it's good enough for us. This is Live La Bella Vita on Toginet. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. It's Live La Bella Vita. 
with an Italian flair. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. It's Live La Bella Vita. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. Welcome back. This is Don Catherine, and this is the La Bella Vita Show. If you're just joining in, we are going to talk about Sicily tonight, and it is one of my favorite places. I've uh, been twice now, and I really would love to explore more of it. There's just so much to do there. It is an island. It's, they say it's the center of the Mediterranean. And as you know, they say that uh, Sicily is like either they either say it's like the soccer ball um, or football that's being kicked by the boot that is Italy, because if you look at Italy, it looks like a boot. So they say that uh, Sicily is uh, the boot is kicking Sicily. I don't know. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, stuff going back and forth between the Sicilians and the Italians. And definitely when you are Sicilian, you are Sicilian first and you're Italian second. So it's kind of funny. So if you ever meet anybody who's Italian, I'm not Sicilian, but I have a lot of friends who are Sicilian, and they don't say that they're Italian. They say that they're Sicilian. There's definitely uh, some competition going between Sicilians and the Italians from the mainland. So it's kind of funny. But those of you who travel there a lot, I know that you already know that. Um, But, you know, to get a better understanding of Sicily's fascinating sites, it has gone through so much in its lifetime. Um, over the last 2,500 years, the island's been ruled by Greeks, by Romans, by Arabs, by Normans, by Spaniards, before becoming part of Italy. So there's so much of those flavors and those textures and that architecture that is just infused into the heart of Sicily. So you find all of those influences in, in the in the land, it's just amazing how beautiful it is. And, you know, they have spicy food. It's a more festive lifestyle. And it's just a different vibe in Sicily than on the mainland. And it's just, you know, really the place that brings, like, Italy, Sicily, and then Greece. It's kind of like just right sandwiched in between. So there's so much of those influence that go in there. But right now, we're going to talk about Palermo, which is a great little city. If you happen to have gone on Mediterranean cruises and you've, you've gone on the cruises that go through Italy, Palermo is definitely usually one of those stops that will take you. Uh, one of the times that I actually went to Palermo, it was kind of comical because I was on a Mediterranean cruise, not my favorite way to see Italy, but that's just my opinion. Anybody might have different opinions than that. But uh, the day that we happened to get there, there was actually some sort of protesting going on. The workers that were like the nurses and the ambulance people and uh, doctors, they were all on strike. And they were striking in the middle of the city, and so they were walking and protesting through the city of Palermo. So basically when I was there... Uh, we went on one of those tour buses that, you know, drop you off at the different places. And basically at some point, because there was so much protesting going on, they basically said to us, okay, you really just can't get off the bus because we don't know there's so much traffic that's being caused by these protests that um, we don't think that we'll be able to get you back to the boat on time. And if you know anything about cruises, if they watch you back there by 6 o'clock, you better be there because at 6, oh, you know, six o'clock in one second, that 
plank is coming up, and if you're standing there, they will just, like, wave to you, and uh, you'll be in big trouble. So um, I, so the one of the times that I was there, I really didn't get to see. I kind of got an overview because they did go through it, but the architecture there is just amazingly beautiful. And uh, But some of the places that I really was – want to talk to you about and some of the things that I want to share, some of the things that I saw that are just absolutely amazing is the Plaza de Normandy, and it's in the heart of the historic center of Palermo. It's the Palace of the Normans. It dates back to the ninth century, and, and today is the seat of the Sicilian Parliament, and the Palazzo holds the uh, Capella Palatina, which is a gorgeous, gleaming example of the world's most beautiful Byzantine mosaics unbelievable. So you can go and visit and check that out because it is beautiful. Uh, also, one of the most amazing things to see in Palermo is the cathedral, the Palermo Cathedral. It's blocks away from the Plaza de Normandy that I was just talking about. It's off the Corso Vittorio Emmanuel, and it's on Palermo's main drag. And the Palermo Cathedral is colossal. It's huge, and it has various archaeological, uh, architectural rather, sorry, styles to it, um, and it has Moorish, Gothic, neoclassical exterior, and then inside you can see Norman tombs and some Greek and Roman encrusted crown of Catherine of Aragon, amazing stuff in there. It's just beautiful. It's so... Um, it's just overwhelming. It is very beautiful. You know, you can go to the Vatican, you can see a million churches when you're in Italy, and we all do when we visit there, but I really think that the cathedral is really beautiful just because of all of the different architectural influences that it does have. So definitely go and check out the cathedral. It is beautiful. Then you also have the marketplace, uh, the Vucaria marketplace from clothing, crafts. It has everything that you could want, any kind of Mediterranean things that you could possibly want is in this marketplace. It's 700 years that this marketplace has been there, and uh, it will definitely give you some of the great uh, smells and some of the great food that they have in Palamo, and you will really get a sense of all of the kind of crafts that they have that are local to Palamo and some of the surrounding areas. So definitely check out that marketplace if you happen to like shopping, which, hello, if you listen to me at all, you know that I am all about shopping. So um, the Theater of Massimo, which is another amazing place for you to visit, is one of the most famous settings from the scene of The Godfather. Now, people, you know, I'm Italian. If you're Italian, you love The Godfather. You got to I mean, forget about it. Come on now. Um, but uh, it's one of Italy's most famous opera houses, and it's actually one of the largest in all of Europe. And uh, if you can't catch an opera there. There are guided visits that you can go through and tour the, the beautiful theater and uh, see what they have going on. And uh, it's definitely a favorite meeting place among all of the people of Palermo. They like to gather there and evenings after the Passagiata they go there. It's, it's a really kind of cool place to go. Um, as I told you before, uh, Catacombs are everywhere in Italy, and it's no exception there in Sicily. There is 
some great catacombs to see. Um, and there are, like I said, some people find it kind of creepy. Some people find it interesting. I kind of find it both. I'm creeped out by it, but I'm also kind of interested in it at the same time, so I force myself to go see those kinds of things. But um, <laughs> it definitely, I would have to say that Swarm's catacombs are pretty creepy. Um, they're from the 16th century until as late, I think, as 1920s, 1930s that they have corpses that were sent there um, for burial. And uh, there are hundreds of mummies in various states of decay that are on display there. So if you're into the mummy thing, it's kind of cool. It's definitely, um, if you are faint at heart, not something that I would do. But I I think there's like this morbid kind of weird thing that you just kind of have to see at least once in your lifetime. And and they do say the catacombs in Palama are one of the ones that you have to see uh, the most. Uh, so definitely check that out. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, it is kind of scary. I will have to tell you though, when I was in London last year, um, I went to one of the museums that I went to visit. I think it was the Museum of I, I don't even remember. I went to so many museums when I was in London. I can't remember which one it was. I hate to say that, but it's true. Uh, but they had a huge display of Egyptian mummies, and it was very interesting to see the states of decay that they uh, were in. Some were just really in pristine condition. Others were not so much, and I guess maybe maybe it depended on how much money you had, depended on how well-preserved you were. And I'm sure that is very true because the more money you had back in the day, the more you were taken care of and the more expensive, I'm sure, the better herbs and oils that they used on you. So it was very cool to see that. Um, it, it, it's it's kind of weird, but it's it's kind of, hey, listen, someday we're all going to look like that. So we're going to go. <laughs> so, but uh, I don't know if necessarily I want to be on display like these people, though. I have to say that. <laughs> but um, so um, there is definitely um, some other ones we're going to be talking about in our next break. We are going to uh, be going to uh, talk about uh, Syracuse, which is another fabulous Syracuse, which is another beautiful area of um, of Sicily. But uh, if I'm going to tell you something, if you want to uh, go and see a couple of places uh, to stay, I'm going to give you some suggestions and uh, the the uh, Quinta Canto Hotel and Spa is a beautiful spa hotel. It has really great furnishings. It's very upscale. It's an excellent location. It's in one of the most charming areas of Palermo, next to the Quattro Canti Square in the Cathedral of Palermo, which is beautiful, and some botanical gardens. It's definitely a deluxe hotel, so that's one of the places that I would definitely suggest that you go. And um, if you're looking to stroll around uh, the Quattro Canti and the Piazza Pretoria, is, uh, you know, an ideal place to go people watching, to stroll around. Um, you can also check out the scandalous statues that inhabit the main square of the, uh, square of the piazza. Uh, it's the square of shame, so they say. And uh, so it's uh, lots of mood, nude marbles, of river guards, and nymphs, and all stuff. So it's all sorts of scandalous going on there. So you might want to check that out. So we are going to come back, and in our next segment, it's all about Syracuse, or Syracuse, as they say in Italian. And uh, so we'll be talking about that. We'll see tons of sites to see there. We're going to be talking about Greek theater and old ruins. So that will be coming back. This is Don Catherine at Slow Bella Vita Show, and we are going to see you on the other side with a little bit more 
of Cecilia. is Live La Bella Vita. Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on toginet.com. Wondering how to market, where to invest, where to advertise, where to find the right advice, or what to do about taxes? Doing business today is a complex venture, and that's where all biz talk comes in. All Biz Talk helps businesses and individuals find the right path to their success and learn more about the ideas, products, and services used by today's top professionals. Success leaves clues, so if you want to be successful, it's always best to listen to the people who have already been where you want to be. Our hosts are unbiased and will ask the hard questions, taking your calls to help connect you with the right professionals, people who can help you get a better handle on your personal and business choices. All Biz Talk is not a financial services company and does not offer any financial advice, but we will help you make the right choice when it comes to planning your financial future. Join All Biz Talk Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central at allbiztalk.com. Why do I feel so lousy? Why are my medications working? Why can't my doctor figure me out? These are just a few of the questions Dr. Kevin Connors will be exploring in Dr. Kevin Connors Live on Tuggynet.com. The author of the book, Help, My Body is Killing Me, solving the connections of autoimmune disease to thyroid problems, fibromyalgia, depression, ADD, ADHD, and more. He'll dig into these and many other conditions to dissect the mechanisms of your problems. Giving God the glory and looking for answers to make you look and feel better, to make you feel whole again. For more on him, his book, and the show, check out UpperRoomWellness.com. Never be satisfied with a diagnosis. There is always a reason behind it. And if you can alter the mechanisms that led you down your current path, we can change your future. It's Dr. Kevin Connors, live here on Togginet.com. If you love Italian food, you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, you love travel and luxury destinations and resorts, this is your show. All with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. And welcome back. This is Don Catherine, and this is La Bella Vita show, and we are talking about one of my favorite places, Sicily, and we are talking right now. We're going to tell you about Syracuse, which is, or Syracusa in Italian. Uh, it's a great, great little spot. Um, it was founded in 733 B.C., a long time ago, and uh, it was once a mighty Greek colony, about triple the size of the city today. There are many Greek and Roman sites of interest, including a Greek theater and Roman arena, and it's a vital, vibrant modern city now, but uh, it definitely has some ruins and definitely has a very historic vibe to it, and uh, it definitely has some of the best 
well-preserved ruins uh, that you are going to find outside of Greece. So the Greek theater is the largest theater in Sicily, was begun in the 6th century B.C. and held about 15,000 spectators, and you can go and see that. The Roman amphitheater is one of the largest arenas of its kind, and it dates from the 3rd century A.D., the castle of Uriallo was an important Greek military installation. It was built in the 4th century B.C., and uh, it's very kind of a cool place to go and see. The Ear of Dionysus Cavern is part of a huge stone quarry that provided the stone for the buildings of the city. You can kind of go and see that as well today. And... Uh, it holds uh, the the um, necropolis is at the end of one of the stone quarries that you can go see, and it holds many tomb chambers that were carved into the limestone. So you can go and check that out. It's pretty cool. And of course, Syracuse actually has its own set of catacombs, which has again holds lots of bones and skulls and mummies of some of Syracuse's oldest and. Uh, People that were on the island for hundreds and hundreds of years. They have these uh, catacombs that are still there and very well preserved, and uh, people go to see it all the time. So if you uh, skip the ones in Palamo because you were a little too scared and you make your way to Syracuse and you decide, oh, I really probably should have went to see the catacombs, you still have a chance when you go to there. So definitely uh, something to go and look at. Um, Santa Lucia Church is a beautiful church. It was um, incorporated into a Greek temple to Athena, and it has a beautiful Baroque facade on it. It's built on a spot where Santa Lucia, which is Syracuse's patron saints, and as you know, us Italians, we love a saint like nobody's business. Santa Lucia has a very special meaning to me personally because I have a couple of friends whose names were Lucia that I grew up with because, you know, we're Italian. We name our kids Lucia, where I'm from. So Santa Lucia is beautiful. She is a patron saint. Um, she was martyred in 304 AD, and uh, on December 13th, she has a special feast day, and uh, they have usually these big, huge feasts to honor Santa Lucia. And they have a huge silver statue, which is paraded from the Duomo to the church, just like most of all the other festivals that we ever talked about, any of the feasts of any of the saints, basically that's what they do. They take the patron saint, they go to the city and the surrounding community, community with the saint, and then they bring it back to the church, and everybody gives homage to the patron saint. So that's how we do it, Italian style. And uh, we do that here in the States, too. You can see it. My own little, actually, in about four weeks, my church that I grew up in, St. Mary's Church in Cranston, Rhode Island, what's up, St. Mary's, um, we have our feast, uh, Santa Maria della Vettivita, is uh, the third weekend of July, and of course, that church, we have a sister church, which is in Itri, in Itri, Italy, they have their feast the same weekend, and they they do the procession through the streets, it's a huge celebration, everybody from Cranston, which is where I grew up, Everybody goes to the fireworks, which commence the whole feast on Sunday night. But they, on Sunday in the morning, they have a parade, which I was in personally my entire childhood. I marched in that parade. Um, and we would take the saint through the streets and 
it was always a fun occasion. So those kind of things still ring true. Even in the States, the culture is still there, but they still do it full out over there in Italy. And it's always great to go and see some of the great feasts and festivals that they have over there because they're just amazing. And we had several shows that we have talked about some of the great feasts and festivals that you can go to in Italy. There's just, just so many of them that you can go to. And I definitely think that if you are flexible with your travel dates, I'm just going to give you a little tip from me. Uh, my travel tip is, is if you really love those kind of festivals and those traditions, uh, that's something you should take into consideration is if there's certain festivals and you do some research and you find something that really speaks to you, to plan to go during that time because... Again, those things only happen once a year, and you really should try to make it. I have gone to Italy, I can't tell you how many times, dozens of times, and I have yet to be there during Holy Week uh, for the whole, I've, you know, my goal is to be there from Good Friday and go through the entire process till Easter Sunday, and I have yet to do that. But one of these days, I am going to definitely get that done, and uh But, you know, it's just one of those things that you have to do and you have to plan for. And it's kind of hard because, as you know, if you're Catholic or if you're not, Easter changes all the time because of the way that the church calendar is. So you just never know when it is. So it is a little bit hard to plan. Um, I mean, you know, obviously, a couple years in advance with the calendars, but it's just kind of, is for me, my schedule, sometimes it doesn't always jive. But one of these days, I'm going to get there for Easter. I am going to do it. I want to do the whole thing. They have some great, great, all the cities have some really great Good Friday processions and I just can't wait to see them. So when we come back in our next segment, um, we're going to be going to Ragusa, which is a beautiful town, and uh, it's definitely something that uh, you are going to love to hear about. And I, I want to give you some interesting facts about um, about Ragusa. It is um, it's a Baroque architecture. It's beautiful. It has earned the UNESCO World Heritage status. It's an unusual town. It's divided into two parts, the upper town and the Abala. And after the earthquake of 1693, it destroyed most of the town. And half of the people decided to build on the ridge above the town and the other half renovated the old town. Um, So the lower town is reached on foot by a series of stairways or by bus or um, by car on a winding downhill road. Um, so um, there's like those two parts, which is kind of cool. Um, it's about, it's on the southern eastern side of Sicily. It's 90 kilometers from Cat, uh, Catania. And um, it is definitely a well-developed resort area with lots of beaches and the coastline from town to town. And uh, it can be visited on a day trip, but you can plan to stay on there because there is some other things to do. And, you know, there is also another huge place that you need to go and see when you are in that area of the world, and that would be Mount Etna, <laughs> the active volcano that is there. It is some place that everybody wants to see at least once in their life. It's a very active volcano that to this day is close to Messina and uh, you know it it last erupted 
I believe it was last year sometime that it, it, it erupted, but uh, it definitely is something that uh, I would not want to be near when it goes up because, it's, you know, they say that the next time that it could possibly, it could be a big one, and I don't really want to be there, but they definitely have a lot of uh, things around it that could get destroyed if it did go off, and that's something that we don't want to happen, as we all know what happened with the other big uh, volcano there on the mainland uh, that took out one of the biggest cities of Pompeii. The city of Pompeii was virtually wiped out by Vesuvius, so we don't want that to happen. But Etna is, is definitely one of the most active volcanoes, and it is you know, a place where you, in the area you can go, it was, uh, has the longest recorded history of eruptions dating back to, I believe, about 1500 BC. And, uh, it exploded, like the worst ones happened, uh, in, in our lifetime that we have been alive in 2002 and 2003. They had some huge eruptions back in 1669 and 1879. Of course, none of us were there. But um, it's, they say that the base of Mount Edna is about 500,000 years old, and, uh, and it has alternating layers of rock and ash and all those good stuff. And uh, the rock, the Mount Etna rock itself, Mount Etna, the volcano, is about 35,000 years old, and it continues to grow to this day. So they have some really great areas uh, for you to uh, to go and see and to visit Mount Etna, and uh, definitely something that uh, is, is kind of see because a lot of the lava, when it does explode, it goes down the sides of the mountain and it extends out into the sea. So I think that's always kind of cool because that kind of reminds me of kind of how uh, good old Hawaii is. So that's kind of cool. But uh, Mount Etna, there's lots to see in that area, and uh, you can make a day of it by going there or not. So um, we have about two minutes, about a minute or so to our final break. So when we come back, I'm going to tell you some great stuff about what you can go see in Ragusa and where you can go and eat and where you can uh, definitely find some of the best views to take some pictures because there's some great views, and I'm going to tell you about that because there's some great parks there. I'm going to tell you about that. And I'm going to tell you about uh, a cathedral that's dated from 1706, and it is a beautiful Baroque building, and I'll tell you more about that. And I'm also going to tell you about a archaeological museum that's in the upper town and some of the stuff that it has in there that will blow your mind. So we'll talk about that. And, of course, there's always shopping. We always love to shop. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about that, and I'm going to tell you where the place to stay is. Beautiful, beautiful place to stay with a beautiful view of the water. So come on back to the next side, and I'm going to tell you all about that. This is Don Catherine. You know, he just might. This is Live La Bella Vita. 
Stay with us to learn more about the latest beauty tricks of the trade and latest fashion trends before anybody else. We'll be back with more Live La Bella Vita right after these on Toginet.com. Bésame, bésame mucho. Fertility is an extremely personal subject. Tune in Monday nights at 9, 8 central for the Fertility Forum with infertility psychotherapist and expert Phyllis Martin on toginet.com. This is the show about infertility, gaining support, and information. Phyllis will assist you in navigating the disappointments and decisions that often accompany the difficult journey from diagnosis to conception, pregnancy to parenthood. She is passionate about her work and is an expert in the donor egg field, bringing both her personal and professional experience to all she does. Ms. Martin has extensive experience in helping patients cope with infertility, pregnancy loss, adoption, surrogacy, miscarriage, pregnancy termination, and creative family building. She knows what you're going through, and she's here to help. It's the Fertility Forum with your host, Phyllis Martin, Monday nights at 9, 8 Central, on Toginet.com. Information is power, the power to change your life. So be here for Education to Excellence. Some of the most valuable information you may ever receive will be shared with you 7 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday night with Education to Excellence with your host, Bruce Beichman. You'll benefit from insightful shows featuring guests that are proven experts in their field. Little-known facts on how to improve your health by making one very simple change in your morning routine. If you're a high school graduate or working adult and a bachelor's, master's, or doctorate degree from an accredited college would change your life, you won't want to miss this. Education to Excellence. Shift your career into high gear without ever attending a traditional college class. Learn investment strategies from proven experts who have a track record of helping normal individuals build abnormal wealth. Check out their website, education2excellence.com. Then join us for the show, Education to Excellence, with your host, Bruce Beitman. Tuesday nights at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on toginet.com. You love Italian food. You admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense. You love travel and luxury destinations and resorts. This is your show. All with an Italian flair. It's Live La Bella Vita. Now, let's get back to the show on Toginet. And here again is your host, Don Catherine. And welcome back. This is Don Catherine, and this is La Bella Vita show. And if I sound kind of far away and a little bit distance, I have to apologize because we are having really horrific weather in my side of the world, and uh, there's lots of thunder and lightning going on, so I might sound a little weird tonight, so I apologize for that. But uh, we have been talking about all things Sicily, and I'm kind of giving you some of my favorite places to go in Sicily, and during the first segment, we, uh, well, second segment, actually, we talked about Palermo and some of the great places that you can see in Palermo, and uh, there is a lot to see there. And then we went to Syracuse, which is a beautiful place to see as well. And then we talked a little bit about Mount Etna, which is, you know, one of the most furious (laughs) Uh, volcanoes out there, and uh, it is just simmering, and uh, hopefully it's not going to go off anytime soon. So uh, it went off, I believe, the last time was last year. Uh, back in, I believe, in October, it kind of had a little hissy fit and uh, had a little bit of a, a little bit of an explosion, but nothing too much to 
talk about. But um, anyway, so we visited Ragusa, and now uh, we are going to talk about um, Ragusa and some of the beautiful places that you can see. Uh, they have a beautiful Baroque architecture, like I mentioned earlier, and it is some of the most stunning architecture that you will see. And I will tell you that there's uh, definitely a place that I recommend staying uh, when you are there because it has such beautiful views. And believe it or not, uh, it is they have the best Western Mediterranean palace. It is it has some beautiful views. And uh, there's also the Hotel Baraco, and that is another beautiful place that you can stay. And... Uh, the San Giorgio Palace is a beautiful four-star boutique hotel, very niche, great little hotel that you would love. I love some of those boutique hotels. They're very small, but the service is outstanding, and the accommodations are just gorgeous. And um, I definitely have one suggestion that I can tell you uh, for some great dining. There's some really good eat everywhere in Sicily. The food is great. Obviously, the biggest things that you are going to find in Sicily is a lot of fish. They're an island town, and fish is one of the main staples of their diet. And uh, there's some really great food that can be found just about anywhere in in Sicily. But in Ragusa itself, I can tell you that um, there is the Nova Rusticana Corso um, restaurant. It was very good. And it's a, it's a high-end restaurant, and it's got some amazing food. It has a great menu, very creative, and it has an amazing wine cellar. The great thing about Sicily is because of its location, because it's so further south and the, the summers are really hot, and just because of, just like I said, where they're at, their wines are outstanding. It's where you get a lot of your sweet wines from is from Sicily, those really nice, sweet, rich wines, and I love some of those wines. So definitely there is an area of Sicily that is has some beautiful vineyards, and definitely go and explore and, and taste some of that different tasting wines that you're going to find separate from the mainland in Italy. It totally has a different taste to it, and you really can it can see the difference in the complexities of the wine and just the taste and the uh, how they sweeten the wine and what the flavors that they evoke. It's really definitely different, so definitely have some good wine. I, you can't go wrong. Wine is wine. It's amazing, <laughs> no matter where you get it in Italy. But it uh, definitely has a different twist on it from there. So there are definitely some really beautiful places that you can see while you're there in Ragusa and Ibla. Um, there is a Baroque Duomo, San Di Giorgio, that sits in the center of Ibla and is behind a large piazza where there are many cafes and shops, which, you know, I all love shopping. And uh, there is a great little gelato place there as well. <laughs> so for those of you who love gelato as much as I do, have no fear, gelato is there. Um, and they have ice cream that's made from wine. Now, let me just say something. If you've never had ice cream or sorbet that's made from wine, you do not know what you're missing because it is fabulous. It is amazing, so you have to go and try it. And uh, the Gelati Divini is the place where you can go try it in this particular area. And uh, when you are going and look for gelato, I'm going to give you some of my favorites. 
So don't be going there at the same time that I'm there so that you eat them all before I get there because I'll be very disappointed. But zabayon, which is one of my favorite desserts, Italian desserts, gelato, the flavor, amazing. <laughs> and uh, definitely, definitely you have to uh, try the uh, Nutella. It's amazing as well. Uh, they actually have a bocce flavored, which is one of my favorite little chocolates. And um, it's like those little chocolate sets and those little silver, it means kiss. And it's, uh, it's, their ver- it's the Italian version of the Hershey Kiss, I guess you could say. It has a little, little fortune in there that's really cute. It's a little love fortune. Love them. But those are some of my favorite flavors. But you have to try some of the wine flavors because those are phenomenal. And there's only certain places that do that. So if they have them, ask them to try it because I think you'll love it. Um, so, okay, so what else? See, I get totally off track. So where else am I sending you when you go into these places? <laughs> um, all right, so you, there's the Santa Maria del Ilaria, and there is, um, where else? There is, these are all churches. There's one that is more beautiful than the next. Um, the San Filippo Neri, the Santa Maria de Miracoli, the Santa Maria de Gesù, San Francesco, Chiesa Amadeo Purgatorio. Uh, those are all beautiful UNESCO Baroque buildings, and you can't miss them. Um, and uh, there's the Palazzo del Cancelleria, the Palazzo Constantini, the Palazzo Sorrentino Trono, Palazzo La Rocca, and Palazzo Badeglia. So all of those places. And trust me, I know that's a lot of information. So if you're trying to write this down, don't worry about it. It's going to be up on my show page, and I will show you some pictures as well of what I'm telling you about. Um, and there is just some beautiful park areas um, in Ibla, which is at the top. Um, some gorgeous, just beautiful views, picturesque views of the edge onto the water that you can see. And it's, you know, you see these beautiful cliffs and it's just beautiful. And uh, you definitely have to go and uh, take a look at some of those views because it doesn't get better than that. It kind of has that Amalfi Coast kind of vibe to it in a way because it's just magnificent. Um what else? Um, in the upper town is San Giovanni Cathedral, which dates from 1706. Um, it's in the large piazza off of Corso Italia, and there are three Baroque buildings there, the Palazzo Vescovelle and the Palazzo Zacco and Palazzo Bertini. And there is a small church, the Santa Maria della Scala, and it originally dates from 1080. And it is sits just on top of the stairs leading down to Ibla. So some of the beautiful things that you can see there. There's also an archaeological museum in the upper town, and it has amazing digs and finds from the surrounding areas. Uh, materials cover prehistoric to Roman settlements. You can amaze amazed at what they have there. Some of the um, tools and different artifacts that they have found that are in this mu- in the archaeological museum are just unbelievable. And um, of course, what else do they have there? Lots of shopping. And of course, that makes me really happy when I can go shopping. And they have bars, and that makes me even more happy. So when I can shop and I can have wine at the same time, life is really, really good. And when you can do it in Italy, it's even better. And then when you get to have a really nice meal on top of that, I mean, seriously, it's sheer bliss. 
And besides the fact that the Sicilian boys are beautiful. <laughs> so if you're a guy and you happen to be listening to this, um, trust me, the Sicilian girls, very pretty. The Sicilian boys, very hot. I have to say I like me some Sicilian boys. They're really, really, really cute. Uh, so there's lots to see and do when you are in these places. Um, Sicily is, like I said, it's one of those places. It's totally different than any other place in Italy. And I really think that you will have a really good time exploring the areas of Sicily. There's so many other different areas that I wanted to talk about, but, you know, the show is only an hour long. There's so much to talk about and so much information that you can do. But I am going to do another series on Sicily, and I'm going to talk about some of the seaside towns uh, in the next series. There's Cefalu. There's just so many great little seaside towns that I want to take in. There's, like, these historic – there's a village, I believe there's 12 – um, historic seaside villages that we're going to go over and explain to you and give you some information about where to say where to stay, what to see when you're there as some of these great little uh, seaside, seaside towns besides the great food and uh, just some of the things that you really want to check out and make sure that you put it on your itinerary when you are going to Sicily. And uh, I definitely would say if you are going on a cruise and you happen to be ported in Palamo, I honestly would say that even though Palamo is a beautiful city and something that you should see, uh, Cefalu is not that far away, so you might want to just take a little side trip to Cefalu and skip Palamo because it is so busy and go back there another time when you have more time. So those are my recommendations. I hope that you enjoyed this. We're going to do, like I said, the next in the series for Sicily. We'll probably do that in the next couple weeks. And uh, we have some great shows that are going to be coming up. I'm going to be going to a great event this week called Spark and Hustle with Tori Johnson from ABC Morning News. And uh, I can't wait to see that and talk about that. And uh, I'm going to have some of the speakers on the show next week. And uh, I'm going to give you a wrap-up of my time at Spark and Hustle with Tori Johnson. And uh, this is Don Catherine. It's La Bella Vita Show. And we talk about everything living La Bella Vita, living the great life. So we'll see you next time. I can't wait to uh, bring you back all of this knowledge that I'm going to get this week at this event. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. We'll see you next week on the La Bella Vita Show. This is Don Catherine. Thank you for being a part of Live 